So the start of 2013 in Boston was gray, slushy, dark, even for this born and raised Alaskan. I was in my second year of orthopedic surgery residency doing an away rotation. I had been in New Hampshire and was doing three months in Boston. Boston was not my most favorite city. Dark, traffic, congestion, away from friends, family, mountains. And I had a fellow, which is like a super senior resident, that loved to keep me late. But it was finally April, spring had sprung, and I was on my last 24-hour call of my last week in Boston. The call started like we normally started our calls, rounding on all the inpatients that had been hospitalized, seeing if anything had happened overnight, and taking care of the issues. Around 7 or 8 a.m., a couple hours into the shift, I get a page. There's a fracture in the emergency department, a little bit early for the day. I go down there, I see the patient, I set the bone, and I see an AR attending walk by. I said, you know, is Marathon Monday busy for ortho? He looks at me, he goes, no. It's busy for us, but it's not gonna be busy for you. So off I go, finishing my rounds, taking care of consults, discharging the patients who are ready to go home. Around two or three o'clock, I'm sitting at the nurse's station. They have the TV on in the background, and one of them says, huh, there's smoke at the finish line. Huh. Around that same time, the spine fellow calls me and is like, hey, can I tell you about my patients so you can take care of them? While I'm on the phone with him, I get this page. Seven open femur fractures, all blast injuries. And I'm looking at this page, wondering if I've been punked. One femur fracture can be life-threatening. You can hemorrhage into your thigh. To have seven at the same time in a city with five trauma one centers, in a place where you normally only get 12 to 14 consults a day, kind of was strange. So I tell the fellow, do you mind meeting me in the ER? I, I got this weird page. I descend into the ER, and there's just a wall of patients with T's on their forehead for tourniquet, open fractures, um, amputations, and just a horde of healthcare providers surrounding them. The ER attending I had seen earlier in the day looked at me. I lied, you're gonna be very busy. As a second year orthopedic resident, you can't operate on your own. And there were way more patients than even just for one operative team. So I called my attending, we get in touch, and I said, we need all the help we can get. So over the next few hours, help arrived along with more and more patients. One of the attendings who rolled in looked at me and said, there's bombs going off all over the city. We need to clear the ER as fast as we can. So I'm going patient to patient, taking down tourniquets, clamping arteries, trying to set bones. And meanwhile, general surgeons, vascular surgeons are taking patients that we would normally take to the OR. As more and more teams gathered, I then went up to the ORs to make sure every orthopedic patient got the care they needed. Going from OR to OR, I'd see surgeons picking out nails and BBs. I walk into one room and my attending's there. She looks at me, Dana, can you lift up the surgical drape? I said, okay. So I lift up the surgical drape. She looks at me, she goes, does the patient have a heel? I said, do they have a heel? She goes, yes, do they have a heel? I look up the drape, I said, yeah, they have a heel. At that moment, she pulled out somebody else's heel that had been blown into their other leg, fracturing their other leg. She looks at me, I look at her, she said, well, make sure that the patient gets tested for HIV and hepatitis C. And all of my training with blast injuries, I never thought of humans as shrapnel. So the day went on, we got through the 24 patients that had gone to the OR. 
Uh, my backup went home, and as day went into night, I hadn't realized it between the chaos of everything that was going on and just trying to take care of the patients that were there. Uh, the hospital had been surrounded by the FBI, Massachusetts State Police, Boston Police, and ATF, alcohol, tobacco, firearms. Around nine o'clock that night, I was doing my post-operative checks, which means making sure that patients um, are stable after surgery, making sure that they don't need blood, or, they have to, or making sure that their pain is controlled. So I'm going from room to room, and this girl in her mid-20s comes in. She was in running clothes, tears streaming down her face, sweat. She was clearly going to see one of her friends. And just short of the room, the ATF agent stops her. Were you at the finish line? She nods. We need your clothes that they could have potential evidence and bomb residue on. So instead of seeing her friend, she was dragged off into a room and stripped of her clothes and put into scrubs. I went off from room to room. Nurses would tell me, this one we just got to sleep. He's been in a lot of pain. Please don't wake him up. Oh, her sister is at this hospital. And you just hear these different facets of different patients' lives. But we had so many patients that I just kept going patient room to patient room hearing all of these stories. Eventually, somewhere near the night, we learned that the, the bombs all over the city, one was just a fire at the JFK library and they weren't anticipating more patients. I worked through the night and the next morning participated in mass casualty rounds, something I had never experienced before. We ran through the 24 patients that came to Beth Israel that night. And I remember as I loaded up the computer after a busy night, just seeing Boston bombings terrorist attack in Boston. Just, it hadn't sunk in yet because there were so many patients to see. We didn't have time to check the news. And I just thought, wait, that's us. Like, this is what we're going through. So mass casualty rounds finished, and my fellow Santiago paged me, meet me over at Boston Children's. We, we have to go to orthope pediatric orthopedic oncology clinic. As I'm walking out the door, some of the ER residents from the night before stopped me. Hey, you were in this with us yesterday. Let's go debrief over brunch and beers. I looked at them. Seemed way more sane than talking to little kids with bone cancer. I said, no, Santiago makes me, you know, wants me to go to this clinic. So I get over to Boston Children's, and my fellow wasn't there yet, nor was the attending, but the nurse running the clinic was. I came in scrubs, bag underneath my eyes, covered in plaster. My messenger bag had broken, uh, had been soaking wet because my Nalgene had broken open the night before. She looks at me, I look at her, she goes, oh no. She said, you were on call yesterday, weren't you? I said, yeah. She goes, no, no, you're not staying. I said, no, Santiago said I had to be here. So she called up our attending, Dr. Gebhardt. He said, no, she's seen enough horrors for one day. Let her go home. So there, 29 hours into my shift, in what felt like the longest shift, but unfortunately hasn't been the longest shift of my life, I gotta go home. So now, 2023, we're approaching the 10-year anniversary. Um, it's weird because I get to see my patients in different magazines and news outlets, and now I'm home in Alaska, close to friends and family, working as an ER physician. Thank you. <laughs>